What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. The weather is heating up, which means summer is almost here. Macy's is my go-to place for summer fashion, and I'm getting so excited just looking at Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside essentials. Macy's has everything you need for any summer occasion, your summer trip, wedding, or graduation. Macy's has you covered. You can shop all your favorite brands like DKNY, Michael Kors on 34th, shop at Macy's.com or in store. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? Good. How about you? Oh, it's good. I've been thinking about you all week. You have? I have hey. because I'm just dying to know <laughs> because I re-listened to the podcast so many times because I am still astonished at how open and honest not only you but Mike for a man to be that honest and in the moment so I want to know it was huge it was huge yeah did you guys do anything that Sheree suggested well I'll just say this like when we left I was just like hey are you okay and he's just like babe that was uh, that really took a lot out of me he's Mm -hmm. like that you know he's like for a man to admit that you know, I have intimacy issues and sometimes I don't perform well and, you know, I have these issues and it was, it was hard. I mean, that day was like, I was like, well, I, I was like, I'm sorry. Is, it, is there anything that I might've said that offended you? He's like, no, he's like, it's just, it's, it's hard. I'm supposed to be like a man and I don't have these issues. And so it was, I think it was really tough for me. He's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to sound. And so he was so worried the entire week about it airing on Monday. And then he listened to it and I was like, so what do you think? He's like, I loved it. And I was like, yay. <laughs> so great. Babe, that's so awesome. But he was still like a little worried. And then I started to screenshot him the direct messages I got from Instagram where people were like, thank you so much, Mike, because, you know, th- and thank you both of us for being, you know, vulnerable and honest about our issues 
He's like, some of the girls were like, I had my husband listen because, you know, there's a lot of things that you said that I could relate to. But then also, you know, I had my husband, you know, I I let my husband listen to get an insight of how we're feeling or sometimes or it's like I related with Mike. So I let this person listen because it made me feel like I wasn't alone. And right. Mike was like, wow, like we really like did help a lot of people. And I was like, yes, like this is why like I want to like talk about this is because it, it does help so many people. And to be open and to be honest is so hard. But at the same time, when you can not feel alone, when we can all feel like we're we're not alone in this and w- people struggle with these issues and to be able to talk about it is huge. And I'm so proud of him that he is not hiding in a shame like he has in the past and where he's able to just talk open about it and we can kind of share how we're dealing with things and how, and again, to have people relate is so huge because that means that we're not alone in it either. Exactly. Which is so awesome. And I'm just like, I'm so thankful to all the wind down listeners that have Instagrammed me and emailed me just because it's, it's nice to know that we're a team and we're not alone. And you're not alone. And he's being so honest. Oh, I know. It's so great, which is so awesome because, you know, being honest is is where the growth, where the growth happens. Yeah. It's in that moment Mm -hmm. of acceptance. It's, and it's really nice too, to see, like I had, um, one of my best girlfriends reach out to me, Leslie, she texted me and she actually texted Mike too. She goes, y'all's growth mm-hmm. is cause I mean, she was, she was there when I discovered, I mean, she was, she's, you know, she's been through the ringer with both of us and you know, she's friends with both of us. And she's like, how you guys talk now is so different from how you guys talked two years ago and how you guys are now being able to like help people and to um, process this in such like a grown up uh, mature mature way. She's mm-hmm. like, it's so nice to hear. And I was like, man, that's like affirmation for me that I'm doing my work too. Absolutely. We're both like working on it. So it's great. And again, like just how many people have questions about sex, which is why we essentially did a, a part two because it's an issue and people don't talk about sex. It's such a taboo thing where people don't, they feel they're afraid. They're They're embarrassed. embarrassed. You know, everybody wants to just put out that energy that they're having the best sex. Everything's great. Right. No one wants to talk about it. Find out a lot of people are like, I don't even want to have sex with my husband. I'm tired or this or that. It's like, how do we keep the romance alive? So I'm excited to answer these um, emails today. And I'm excited that we have Sheree back because she, when we got in the car, we're like, Damn, Sheree's awesome. Like so, she really, truly helped us. Did you guys use any of the tools that she armed you with? Honestly, I mean, she said communication's key. And that mm-hmm. has just from, you know, this past week working on things with him, it's our communication just in general, the past two years has gotten so much better. But really in the last two months, it's been great. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just with Sheree. I mean, we know communication is so key with us, but just highlighting those things and kind of remembering that's like, oh, okay, that's what we have to do. And um, yeah, I mean, he definitely got my cues. You know, he did. He got. You were wearing cues. lingerie, I, I and he was lingerie. like, oh, he got, he got the cue. But the lotion thing didn't work. Oh, it didn't. No, because he started putting lotions on my leg like a barbarian, and I was like, just oh, stop. No. Like he's like <laughs> slabbering on my legs, and I was like, this is not sexy, nor is it like even getting on my legs. So just stop. And then the bed's all sticky. I know. I was like, good night. Yeah. I'm going to bed. <laughs> You can stop now. But no, I mean, it's just, it's nice to just have like that affirmation and the 
remembering like tools and stuff. But yeah, we're so good. Yeah, you guys are so nice. You guys are really putting the work in. We are. And it's nice to finally see the outcome. But, um, you know, I did say this to my therapist. So I go, we're so good that I'm so scared when the other shoe's going to drop. Because it's like, we're so good and we're so working on it. It's like, when am I going to find something or what? Like, and it's, it's, that scares me. But I'm just going to try and stay positive and Mm -hmm. we're on a good path. And And not let the past ruin the present. I know. Yeah. Stay present. We do that. Yeah. I know. But no, we're good. I'm happy. We celebrate our anniversary, which was so much fun. That's so awesome. Yeah, it was great. Was it, was it different this, this year? Oh, it was so much different. What was different? Again, we're just, we're more comfortable with each other. We're not putting expectations on each other. Good. Which is so key for us. And we're just, again, we're just so, like, we had great memorials and we're just, like, hanging out with, like, people. And it's, like, I felt secure. And usually, like, when we're around other people, I feel very insecure. And I'm always just, like, who's he talking to? And, like, now we're just, like, we're comfortable with each other. Good. And even, like, there was a few things where he was kind of on edge this week. And before I would send him, like, a scathing text message being, like, why are you acting this way? And I'm just, like, you know what? Like, it'll come back around. He'll, you know, he, he came back around and he's, like, hey, I've been on edge. I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, thanks for acknowledging that. Mm-hmm. We're good. Cool. You know, it's like this not just making these big things. We're right. Just you like, let him work through yeah. it. Be in his head. I'm work not through managing it. He him. He comes back around. He's not managing my emotions. Right. Which is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Right now, I know awesome. it's weird. I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> tiptoe over it's there. Going to, it's yeah. going to be okay. I think so. Yeah. I think it is. For sure. Okay. So... I know I've talked about stamps.com before and I want to talk about them again because I am starting up a business and it is going to be so much easier to be able to get stamps um, because you can get postage on demand and all you need is stamps.com. Um, like this podcast, you can listen whenever you want when it's convenient for you. So you can get practically anything on demand, which is why I'm excited that stamps.com you can too. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of a post office right from your desk. So you buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is great because you don't have to be like, oh, crap, it's closing. I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, You just click print mail and you are literally done. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale so you can weigh your letters and packages and print Mm. the exact amount of postage every time. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, For my listeners right now, use Jana for a special four week trial, including postage and a digital scale. So do not wait. Go to stamps.com. And before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Jana. That's stamps.com. Enter Jana. Ladies and gentlemen, drumroll please. She is back from ShereeHealy.com. It's our friend and lifesaver, literally, Sheree Healy. Sheree? Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, Hi. <laughs> okay, How so are you? I'm so good, and I'm so glad that you're back on because I got so many emails on my Instagram and also at the iHeartMedia.com email um, about how great you were and the things that you said to help, you know, you were, you were speaking to Mike and I, but you really truly helped so many other people too. Everyone was like, I was just nodding my head and saying, yes, Sheree, like, yes, this is how, this is how I feel. And like, so I just, I just want to say thank you. And I'm so glad you're back because 
you know, there's so many emails that I just kind of want to, you know, of course we, you know, Jen and I have our input, but I think <laughs> coming from someone that actually, this is what you do. <laughs> I, I want to make sure that we answer these properly. So um, thank you for being on the phone with us and for helping people again, because this is a, I mean, man, this is why we're doing a part two segment on sex because right? we just got flooded with emails and people that need help. So oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for letting me help because it's what I'm here to do. It's huge. All right. Well, let's take it away. All right. Here's an email from, I believe it's pronounced Adacia. Pretty name. She says, I am 28. My, my husband is two. We have two daughters, one and three. And I caught my husband sending flirty messages to multiple women. <gasps> Some included dirty pictures. No. Flash forward to today. We are working on things. Our sex life is the best it's been in a long time. But here is where I need help. I feel like every time he gets mad at me or we argue, I want to throw it in his face. Nothing I ever do is as bad as what he did. How do I hold my tongue? Also, sometimes he gets suspicious of me when I go out with my friends. Am I being crazy? Am I justified? Oh, boy. Okay. Do you want me to start with this one, guys? Yeah, you start. Yeah. Because I'd be like, yeah, screw him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, kidding. I mean, the, okay. that's, that's These the are loaded me. questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so here's the thing. I, I'm a big fan of feeling good. <laughs> I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we're all here on the planet to be happy and to feel loved. So that's the skill, right? And I think if she could, if all of us could adopt a a positive belief, an empowering belief, that is, there's a good reason for everything everyone does. Just to try that on for a minute, when you say there's a good reason for everything, there was a good reason for what he did. And I'd get curious about why he sent those pictures, the flirty texts, what was he trying to get? And it always comes down to, I mean, most always, that somebody's trying to get their needs met. And we talked about this with you, Jenna and Mike, last time, but I would be wondering, you know, what he was needing. There's a need in the human needs psychology we've talked about before for significance. And uncertainty, excitement, right? And I'm guessing that maybe those two were in play, that he needed to feel like somebody wanted him. That's a big thing for guys. They need to be desired. We all have that, but in the masculine, that's a big thing. And so he was getting a quick hit, a low-level hit, right, and a dangerous hit. But maybe he's also needing some spice in his life and some excitement. And so it sounds like they're working on things, and it's great to hear that their sex life is better than ever. I'm sure that's helpful. But what I've learned about infidelity, too, is it's not always just about sex. Like, there are people who can have an incredible sex life and someone's still cheating. So that's where you got to go underneath it a bit. And so if she can take on, there's a good reason for it. And then work with him, get really curious around what was it that he was needing that maybe they can work on him providing himself and her providing for him, come up with new ways to fill his tank like that. That's important. And then the second piece is the need to want to throw it back in his face is only going to really be destructive. You've experienced that a bit, Jenna. It's like hard to let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the you beginning, know, I, I mean, I think it's okay. But it, it, towards the, you know, now, especially we're two years past it, it's like, all right, that's not doing any of us any good. There's, it's not good for me to shame him this, these many years back. You know, it's, it's, if I express my feelings like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling triggered because this hurt me. So, I mean, there's definitely the, 
ways of doing it better and, and throwing in your face does not help either either party. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in being successful, you know, at right. what I'm trying right. to achieve. And so if you know you're going to throw something at him that he's only going to get defensive at, Mike talked about that, like, <sighs> oh, my God, that the in the masculine, when even we're as women in the masculine, if somebody challenges us, the instant response is their reaction is to challenge back and to win. So that's just not going to work. So, so what's helpful in, in the rebuild is to choose a value, something that's going to be like your anchor, your, your go-to when things get tough. So when I was getting divorced, and I do this with a lot of couples, I chose peace. You can choose anything, what's most important to you, but I just wanted to have peace. I didn't want to have a war. And in the rebuild, that's pretty important. So if she was to choose peace, for instance, when she's tempted to want to throw it back, she remembers, and maybe there's, you know, a bracelet or something that she wears that, or, you know, a peace sign or something that she's got around the house that's always like, wait, peace first. What would peace do? Or if it's love, like, how could I do this lovingly? Because in that, you're going to always get to some connection, some resolution, some success. Right. So I think it's just in making that choice that would help a lot. I will say the third part of her question, though, mm-hmm. saying sometimes he gets suspicious. I feel like whenever Mike would get suspicious of me is when he was actually the one doing something wrong. I do believe mm-hmm. that. I really, it's I the first too. thing I'm that I thought like, about, too. Because he, he would say something to me, he's like, and I'm like, what, what, what are you doing right now? And it's like, and every time I caught him in something, yes. because that was, so I, I just, my fear is because he's doing these things, her, her husband, it's like, oh, I'd be, I would be suspicious of him being suspicious. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, who I knows, maybe not, but that's just w- from my past, that is what I've seen. Yeah, I think what you're focusing on already tends to become pervasive. They say what you focus on expands, right? So if he's already focusing on his own suspicious behavior, it's going to mm-hmm. kind of be everywhere. So I agree with that. I would also, though, in in the same way, go underneath it. What What's really going on for someone when they're suspicious? Usually it's a lack of trust, a lack of connection. So you'd want to focus in on Hey, are you are you feeling super far away from me? Mm-hmm. What what's what's the good reason underneath the suspicion? Because when you're not suspicious, usually you feel safe, right? Yeah, you feel yeah. safe with someone. You trust them. You know you're connected. There's no way you would think this person is up to something. So I'd focus on restoring that instead of you know going into the fight about well you did and this you're just projecting and you know all of that. How can we restore safety? Got it. And stop sending messages, dude. All right, Mark. All right. This is uh, from Michelle. I'm in a relationship where I'm not happy anymore. My fiance and I aren't really intimate anymore. No kissing, no holding hands. I haven't expressed my feelings with my fiance because I'm scared and I hate the thought of taking our daughter away from her dad and her home. She's two. I haven't been happy in a really long time. I just know what to do. What's your take on staying in a relationship for the kids? Nope. Okay, time out, time out. I have to debate that. I'm not saying, I I know you guys are both saying no. However, I I stayed in the beginning for Jolie so that I can say to my daughter, I tried everything to keep this family together. 
Now yeah. I'm not sacrificing my happiness. Like if I was still miserable and happy, if I was still miserable, I would not still be in a relationship with my husband, but we've continued to grow. But if it was just for my daughter, I mean, if I didn't do that, we would have been divorced and I never would have tried and I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to see the silver lining. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I understand that. And that is a specialized situation because there were actually things that were happening. But she's saying like, should I, yes, they need to work on it. And I don't think you should stay in a relationship for the kids. I, I, for the long haul, I don't think that's a good thing. Like, again, if we were still bad, but if. You know, if they can work on it for the kids, for themselves, like to try to keep the family together, I think that'd be what has worked for me. But again, if it doesn't work out and you're still not happy and you're still not because at the end of the day, you want a happy household for your child. And it's okay. It's it's okay if it's two happy households. You don't want one unhappy household. No, because they learn. You don't want them to grow up thinking that's what a relationship is. Right. But I think you at least should give it a shot for the child because for me that was my biggest thing if I because if I didn't try to try to keep my family together I would feel like I let down Jolie and I let down our family he he let down our family first and foremost but Mm -hmm. then I I could have been the one to bury it well I think it depends on the situation because you because because there there were some issues and Mike went outside when outside she's, saying she's not happy this she's is not their happy issue, right? but they they're not to... even married yet and she's saying she's not happy and she hasn't expressed she needs to express to her feelings yeah right yeah yeah she should not stay but if she if they can work if like this guy maybe he doesn't know like maybe it's like maybe again that's not his love language is to kiss and hold hands and do these things i don't know like or maybe he's stressed it's like if she, if maybe she, he knows what's going on that then they might be able to work on it and if then still it's not working right. then definitely don't stay that's my take y'all go yeah i Very agree. Passionate I about completely that. agree i think i would coach anyone to say that you want to try everything you possibly can so that when you walk away you do so without regret you don't look back and say oh man I could have tried. You'll never wonder. So I'm fully behind you on that. And I think there's something that could be looked at. You know, she's saying she's not kissing anymore, not happy. That that says to me a woman is shut down. She's closed. And I think given the right skills, you know, given you're so right sharing this information with him, there's if there is a willingness to open her back up, then I think everything could change. Well, here's the thing, like, no one's happy 24-7 in a relationship, I don't think. If there is, like, please, I I mean, unless Chip and Joanne. Well, they kept it really, (laughs) really, really good communications. Because I'm just going to go from my own experience. I did try, went to therapy, you you know, communicated. And then I knew I still, there was no growth happening. And I had to make the decision. And that was it. Yeah. And that, that's great. Yeah. And, and it's like you didn't because, yeah, people shouldn't because, I mean, gosh, I think my parents should have gotten divorced way sooner. Right. Than, than they should have. And I, you know, grew up in a, a sort of unhappy family where it's like, I wish they would have gotten divorced sooner for us. So definitely don't yeah. stay just for the kids if you're that unhappy. But I do promote to try to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Next because email. the kids, like you guys <laughs> said. Next. 
Yeah. We don't want the kids to learn that. that no. Because what they do is they take it on, and then they think it's their job to make mom happy. Well, and that's, and that's right. where all my childhood issues come from. I'm like, oh, well, my mom stayed for that, so I guess I'm staying for this. You right. know, and it's like, yeah. and that's, it's like, no, that's not what I want to ingrain in my child. Right. It becomes cyclical. Yes. Yep. Mark. Yeah. Chris Marie says, my husband and I have been married for six years now. We have sex about a couple times a year. It's not that I don't want to have intimacy. It's just that I'm so self-conscious that I feel too disgusted getting undressed. I'm plus size. So all I can think about when we do try is my body and it just turns me off. It's lights out during or not at all. Any advice? I will say I'm a lights Ooh. off anyways. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel better about myself mm-hmm. lights off. But um, that's a tough one because you want to feel confident. So I would say try to do something to make yourself feel confident, whether that's go to a Pilates class or just something to like make yourself feel prettier. I don't know. It's really hard because everyone has insecurities. Even when you've been married for years, you end up, you know, you can be super thin and not plus size and still have insecurities. Um, But I mean, my best advice is, to start to get active, walking, doing stuff, just like Jana said, making yourself feel good, find pretty things to wear to bed, all of that. Because I bet her husband is not thinking what she's thinking. Before we get to the expert, I wanted to throw my guy's perspective. Please, yeah. I was just going to say pretty much that, that he doesn't see you the way you see you. Yeah. Yeah. You focus on every imperfection, and we all do that with our own mm-hmm. bodies, but he doesn't see you that way. And men are very visual. Yeah. We kind of like having maybe not full lights on, but a little bit of lights and you can kind of see what's going on there because that's we're visual people and right. really are excited by that. And if he wants the lights on, you should take that as a compliment. He wants to see you. Yes. He's not judging you. He's enjoying you. Aww, Absolutely. Mark. So sweet. Yeah. Man, and it's was... true. It's it's good to get the male perspective because that is what men are thinking. That is. Yeah, correct. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on that male perspective, I want you to tell me if you agree that I learned this, and it it really helped put my own insecurities to rest, too, because no matter what our size, you're absolutely right, all women have uh, way too much focus on how we look. It's our Mm -hmm. culture, and we we are horrible to ourselves. So uh, what I learned was that because anyone in the masculine, but we'll just talk about men for a minute, when we're in that mode... The man is single focused. You know, that's just a way of like men are wired to get stuff done and they do one thing at a time brilliantly. And so this beautiful teacher of mine was telling me, you, you have to understand that they're not looking at your whole body. What they're looking at is naked lady. (laughs) Yes. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. (laughs) They're not looking at all the little things that we would because we have a very different focus. We have a 360 degree, like, you know, diffuse awareness where we see all that stuff all at once. He's just thinking like I'm with my woman and I'm getting lucky right now. And I do agree that the visual is everything. And so it's a gift to be able to come up with a way of being together that sort of really amplifies her and makes her feel good and safe. That's also really fun for him. And, And I'd also want her to check in with her husband to say, is it okay with you that we're only doing this twice a year? Because my understanding is, you know, men need sex like food and water. 
And I can only imagine two times a year is probably not enough for him. Yeah, my advice, baby girl, go to a lingerie store and Mm -hmm. look in the mirror and be like, I am beautiful, and then seduce your husband, and he will be blown away. Absolutely. With the lights on. Medium. With the lights on. Medium dimmed. Yeah. Slightly dimmed. In a way that makes you feel good. Maybe it's just candlelight, you know? How about the closet light on with the door open to the closet? There you go. Have you been spying on me? (laughs) (laughs) There's also a really great program that I'd love to recommend or a book that might be helpful because there's one woman in New York called Mama Gina, and it's spelled G-E-N-A, and she really helps women own their bodies, all sizes, all shapes, like, like a queen. Ooh, maybe I, we I need, to ha- need to have Mama Gina on. <laughs> I like that. I think you should. Yeah, she's got a book called The Guide to the Womanly Arts hmm. to start. Hmm. And then she's got great programs, too. And I think that she's one that really helps us kind of get over the body issues. Thanks, love. Texy Jane says, in regards to marriage sex questions, I'm an army wife with a toddler at home. With my husband in the military, he's gone frequently. So I've learned to shut down my urges because he's gone so much. But then I have trouble flipping the switch back on when he's home. I've kind of conditioned myself to never have sex. He, on the other hand, wants it constantly when he's home and pictures and videos when he's not home. What do you suggest for part-time, long-distance marriages with kids in the house? Mm. You know, I'm worried about the modes that she's, that she's created to cope, and I, I get why. She has this on mode and an off mode in order to just deal with his absence. But the problem with that is not only is it hard to switch back on, but she's cutting off the the everyday experience of what it is to be on. You know, when we're on as women, it's not just that we have to have physical sex, but to be moving about life like your your senses are on, like you're turned on by great food or a cold glass of water or, you know, the sunshine and the air on your body. Like there's a sensual way of being in life that has a woman stay open to pleasure. And she's completely shutting that off. So she's getting used to no pleasure whatsoever. You know, there's a full, like, realm, like a a rainbow, a a continuum of pleasure, right? And some of it is in sex with your partner. But I would want her to cultivate being on, being sensual, even turning herself on physically, too, so that she doesn't have cobwebs all over her when he comes home. Right. I mean, that's part of the pleasure of being a woman is just feeling fully alive. And she's not getting to experience that. So that's why it's so hard to turn back on when he's home. All right. Here's another military wife. Brittany is her name. Uh, No, I'm sorry. She's in the military. She's currently deployed in Afghanistan, and she filed for divorce while she was a month into it. She says, my husband has been emotionally and physically cheating on me for four years now with Mm -hmm. a girl from his past, and it took coming on this deployment to realize I had to leave him. We reconciled last February, and we worked hard. It felt amazing. I thought we were good. Fast forward five months, and I caught him texting the same ex, and he also turned to his heavy drinking again. I want to believe I'm doing the right thing, but how do you know to keep fighting for him and not quit in your situation, Jana, was it just for your daughter? And if I chose to leave, do you think I should talk to him or write him a letter? Well, I mean, I, I kind of already spoke on, well, first of all, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Thank you for fighting for our country. Um, yeah, like I touched on before, I mean, for me personally, I didn't want to have any regrets at all about my decision. And I didn't want to go, God, I should have tried harder. So 
I personally think you should talk to him um, and not write him a letter and see if he's willing to work on it with you. But it sounds like you've already made your decision with filing for divorce. Now, just because you file doesn't mean that it's over. You could still reverse that if it hasn't been, you know, finalized. So if you, I think you asking though, if you should is to me something then then you should. Because if you're final, then you wouldn't even ask. Right. In and my opinion. You know, my concern is that he was cheating emotionally and physically for four years with the same person. And then you guys are working on your marriage and then fast forward five months and he's back to talking with her. I don't know. I would be worried he's in love with her. Yeah, Sherry. And if we go it back to that, there's a good reason for everything that someone does. The, what it sounds like to me is there's in the cheating, there's also the drinking. And, and these are addictions. And those two could right? go hand in hand for sure. For sure. And addictions, we can treat them like, you know, it's a disease that we can say this person's a jerk. Or we could say, wow, there's a lot of pain in this guy. I can only imagine her being away or I don't know what's going on that it had to be this one person for all this time. And you're absolutely right. He could be in love with her and unafraid to, you know, he's just afraid to be on the up and up and be with this woman. But I'd look at the pain and see if, if there's an opening there to say, what's hurting you so much that you're self-destructing like this? And that you're sabotaging our relationship. And, and can that be helped? Can he say, I want to work on this for me? Because that would say to me, there's some likelihood for success. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a great teaching that I learned in, in a lot of my spiritual study and philosophy. And there's, there's an ancient teaching in the yoga tradition that says, if you're going to endeavor to do anything, take on a challenge like, like this in any way, your likelihood for success has to be really high. Otherwise, it could be your undoing. And so that would be my concern is she's chasing after trying to help him, trying to rebuild and all this. If he's not doing it for himself, I don't think the likelihood for success is there. Agree. Agree. I could not agree more. Yeah. Jessica says, my husband and I have been married for three years. He's the most calm, collective, level-headed man I have ever met. I grew up in a very crazy, dramatic household, and he saved me. We got married when I was 23, and I'm now 25 with two wonderful little boys, but I feel like my husband and I are roommates and best friends, not husband and wife. We never have sex. He hardly ever touches me, let alone telling me he loves me without it feeling routine versus meaningful. He's so, so wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but after kids, we have lost the romance. Any advice or suggestions? I mean, dude, I get it. And that's something that like when I talk with Mike, I'm like, sometimes I just, it just feels so like, okay, like, yeah, we haven't had sex in a while. So now we're going to have sex. And it's the romance has gotten out of the relationship. And I think, you know, for a wife that has kids and it's just, you're, you're tired or jobs and it's just at the end of the day, you're just like, all right, hey buddy, high five. You're a roommate to me almost. Yeah. It's Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Almost. Oh. To be honest with you. I'm a single mom right now Mm -hmm. and it's like one of leading up to the last weeks of school. I am so exhausted this week from spirit day, crazy hair day, animal day, pajama day, 
oh my God, what's tomorrow? Do we have a costume? I'm mm-hmm. so tired. I can hardly think today that if yeah. there was a man in the house, <laughs> I would just be like, you need to go away for four days. Like I can't even, what you want dinner, go to McDonald's. Like, right. I mean, I wouldn't be able to, I don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. I just don't. So sure. it has to be so hard. Yeah. I mean, how do you, what would your advice be to keep the romance and to not feel like you guys are just roommates? Yeah, this is a biggie. Because I, I, when I decided that I was getting divorced, I was like so devastated because I thought I'm going to be the girl who keeps the romance alive forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we should, we should be able to. And there's some social hypnosis that tells us, oh, the romance always dies. Like get with the program. And I don't believe that. So there's a lot of, a lot of thinking on this. There's there's some thinking that if you were focused on what you were focused on in the beginning of the relationship, there would never be an end. And the focus definitely mm. changes when we have kids, right? It's almost like when you said, remember, I, I promise to never know you. Yeah. It's to always yeah. uh, be curious. Be curious and, and want to yeah, discover and also want to be flirty. Which is hard right. when you are just like, I, I just, I have to go, I have to drop this person, this yes. off, and then go here and then like, hi, okay, bye, love you, bye. Like, it's, you're, you're more excited to like say hi to the kids than you are your husband. Right. Because your focus has shifted to getting all the stuff done and, and the kids. Yeah. I, and I think our culture also tells us that kids come first, that mm-hmm. the kids are always the priority, but I completely disagree with that. I think that the parents, the couple comes first because you guys are like the generator for the whole household. And in an ideal situation, or actually, I mean, what I would call a level three relationship, they're at a level two right now, mm-hmm. and I'll break that down. But at a level three relationship, the sex and the intimacy and the love and the kissing and all the stuff that is the romance, it puts energy in us. It doesn't take away. We're so tired. We think of it as a chore because we've got to get out of that mom mode and move back into like dating, you know, woman sexy mode. And it's hard. But once you're over there, if we all remember when we first fell in love, when we were dating in the beginning, like you almost didn't even need to sleep or eat because you had just so much energy, right? Yeah. Because of that yes. love is putting energy in the tank for you. And we have to remember that, that it's a joy to receive that pleasure and, and that his attention on you is, is actually like food and water and that it could actually give you energy to go about all those to do's in a much easier way. But how do you like, what's the one thing that could just, cause to me again, it's like, what's one thing you could do to just jumpstart this? Okay, well, it's a good word that you just used. There is a jumpstart list that I tell people to make. Like, tell me as your partner, what is the zero to 60 move? That, like, I can do this, say this, and it will take you out over the top. It will help you get out of that off mode instantly. Everybody has jumpstarts, right? So you have to think about what could he say, what could he do, what is it that you need in order to shift gears? But... I guess I'd say even before that, the the idea of putting the couple first and saying, I want to have a level three relationship, which means I want that romance, I want that love, I want the epic love affair, that has to be a, a, a commitment from both people, that that's where your focus is going to be, because otherwise, it's too easy to be all about the day-to-day and the kids. So I'll quick tell you what the, what the relationship levels are, 
And then you got to decide where you want to be and then design that. So a level one relationship is super selfish. It's like, I'm all about me. You take care of yourself. A level two relationship is the roommate relationship. It's the we're business partners. <laughs> well, I'll do this. You do that. Divide and conquer. We barter for things. Mm-hmm. And it's not at all fulfilling. I think that's why we have this epidemic of divorce, because why be in that? When well, you, you kind of you, you fall out of love in that in, I feel like, phase two. Yeah, that's an old school relationship that was all about surviving back in the day. That's not what we want from our relationships anymore. Esther Perel talks about this a lot in her book called The State of Affairs. She talks a lot about why all the cheating um, right now. And it's the level two relationship is over. We're asking way more of our relationships now than we ever were before. So level three is I make it my job to give to you to meet all your needs I am here to just love the hell out of you. And that person then says, I'm going to do that for you too. And you have this epic um, give fest. Like everybody's trying to outgive each other. But and as when like I a do, mom though, you're like gived out. Yes, which is true. But the, if you've got this container, then he is giving to you in a way, like trying to love on you, right? Wanting to give to you in a way that you get to receive So you have energy and love to give back. And it doesn't have to mean that we're staying up all night and having sex. It's what are the simple gifts? Like, I appreciate you. I don't know how you do what you do all day. I had that as one of the things on my list that was a jump start with my husband. But he would just come home and be like, I don't know how you do it all, babe. And I'm like, yeah, tell me more. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just really easy gifts. Like, I'm just going to come and drop a glass of water by you when, you know, you're doing the dishes. Or I'm going to pick the kids up or, you know, it's just such a small give. Yeah. So so Jessica, give a small give and see if he gives back. Yeah. Yeah. It only takes one person to say, look, for the next 90 days, I'm going to give like crazy to this guy and see what Mm -hmm. happens. Because it's a natural instinct when you love someone to want to like show gratitude and give back. And maybe and it could start a really good thing. Exactly. And maybe, you know, if if, uh, if your husband is the more he wants more affection and you're more closed off as a woman, maybe one day a week, go and hold his hand because you know how much yeah. that would mean to him. Yeah. Start small then build up. Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't know, because this is all new and it's hard to decipher, I, you know, do this with my man all the time. I just walk up to him at random during the day and I give him a big kiss and say, is there anything you need? How are you doing? Anything I can do? It goes so far. Usually he's like, no, but he's totally melted because I asked. Right. That's really sweet. It is. Let's do one more here. This is Haley. She says, I'm 19 and my boyfriend and I have been together for over a year and a half. We've made the decision before we were even dating. To wait until marriage to have sex. It's a personal conviction that both of us have and have chosen to follow. We're intimate in other ways that don't involve sex. We're also very affectionate. Regardless, we hit a rough patch the last couple of months, and the affection that he used to show me eased off. I know it has to do with the anger and resentment we were feeling during our rough patch. It has been resolved. What's your advice for keeping a relationship romantic, affectionate, fresh, and fun when sex is not an option? Mm, I mean, I feel like we, I, but I feel like it could also be from what we just talked about doing gives little gives here and there and surprises, you know, like my husband said to me one time, he's like, 
when you came and gave me a hug behind me, like when I was doing the dishes and just said, I love you. He's like, that went so far for me. Like just little things that, you know, would make your spouse or boyfriend happy. Um, but I mean, when sex isn't one of the tools, so that could be something just showing like affection, affection. Um, I always think that men always find it so comforting to hear how grateful you are for them. Mm -hmm. Even mm-hmm. though, and we don't say it enough. We never say, oh my God, I'm just so grateful you are in my life. Because, you know, I have so much fun with you. List the reasons. It's pretty Absolutely. great though. You're, abs- uh, you're abstaining from sex. It is. Although I always say you need to test drive though, because sometimes <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. personally for me, because I mean... If I waited till I was married and some of the, had sex with some of the people that I've had sex with before that were terrible, I'd be like, oh boy. Right. How yeah. do you do that? Well, How do you stay in a relationship really when young. sex is like a real bad? Right. And they're young. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not promoting for y'all to have sex. <laughs> I, yes, you're right. Um, I know you're 19. It's, you know, yes. If you want to wait till you, that's fantastic. But I mean, maybe Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey had a bad sex life. Maybe that's why they <laughs> broke up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's always a way, though, even when sex isn't so great, it usually has the reason behind it that the two people aren't fully open to each other. True. It could be a skill gap. It, it could be all skill kinds gap. of things. <laughs> a, a, a skill gap of not <laughs> ever know, having clearing, sex. <laughs> clearing like old you know, beliefs about sex so mm-hmm. that someone can express more freely. There's a lot that can be done there, and there are great teachers out there. So that's one thing. But I feel like what's great about this couple is that they get the chance to explore like the full spectrum of intimacy in a way that most people won't. They'll just default to the routine of doing sex the same way their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this other intimacy that like keeps the fires blazing. Yes. So I think you guys are exactly right with the affections. Men crave respect. I think respect and like telling him how much you respect him, being interested in what he's up to, appreciation for sure, curiosity, support. How can you just get behind him in all the things that he's doing and that he values? I think creating fun. There's all kinds of like sensual and just super interesting and new like variety that you can bring to each other. And it all in this container of, I just want to give to you all the things that you might need as a human being. And that just creates, I think, a relationship that no one would ever leave. Amen, sister. Thank yeah. you so much. I love you. I can't thank you oh, enough man, for, you. for helping people and um, helping us and answering questions. And we're going to have you on here in person when you uh, are close to the LA area. Yes. You know what? We just got a house in Malibu, and I'm going to be down there a lot. Um, Me too, then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Thanks, girl. I appreciate it. Okay. So I want to tell you, Jen, have you ever slept on Brooklinens before? Uh, I haven't. Okay. I do change my sheets every single day. What? I know. it's, It's my weirdest thing about, it's the weirdest thing about me. That sounds like so much work. It's so worth it. It is so. You wash your sheets every single day. Well, I have enough Uh that I, you know, I just keep buying them. I hate making my bed. Oh, it's my favorite thing. I, there is nothing, nothing in this world like climbing into a bed with super crisp, 
clean sheets. I mean, I get it every two weeks. I'm so happy. But like (laughs) every day, oh my gosh, that's exhausting. Well, I'll just say this. I mean, you spend a third of your life in your sheets. Exactly. And that's why I always like promote people to like, it's like, dude, get a good mattress, you know? So, but also like your sheets, I mean, they, they make a difference in how you sleep. So for me, that's why I was super excited about Brooklinens because um, I just discovered them. Uh, Brooklinen.com. They're fantastic. They're the most comfortable sheets ever. They're, they're, um, they're affordable and it's just so nice because every morning it's like, I don't even want to get out of bed because I was just like, oh, it's so comfortable, but I'm, I feel so rested and the sleep's really great. Um, they're seriously the best. They're most comfortable. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. You get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code Jana at brooklinen.com. I mean, seriously, Brooklinen is so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. Oh, I love the comforter, too. It's so cozy. I'm a big comforter girl. Okay, so the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code Jana at brooklinen.com. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code Jana. They're the best sheets. You're welcome. We, we definitely needed someone more medical for this next question. Um, so we have on the phone, Dr. Suzanne. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're just uh, sitting here answering some emails about sex. And, um, <laughs> and this one I can't help with. Um, I think it. Okay. I think it's more of a medical question. So I'm going to have okay. uh, Mr. Mark here read this email, and I'm going to let okay. you take it away. Thank you very much. All this right. is from Lena, and Lena says, okay. "I've been in a relationship for 11 months. We now live together. My issue is I'm at my sexual peak, and he's quite a bit older than I am, and doesn't function. He refuses to get help for it due to multiple reasons. But in the meantime, I'm suffering." I've considered finding a partner for that, but I know I'd feel guilty if I did. I don't want to leave him just because of that, and there isn't any other reason to leave him. That's what she says. Wow. Um, That sounds like a major relationship issue. I mean, medically, you know, here's the thing. If he's having medical issues and he's refusing to address them, um, I, there's, you know, I, other than hog tying him and putting him in the trunk of the car and schlepping him to the urologist or a sex therapist, uh, this is actually a communication issue. You know what I mean? It's not, there may be a medical issue here for sure, but if he's not willing to address the medical issue, there's a deeper issue in terms of how they're relating to each other. What, I mean, what would be the medical issue that would be going on for someone that is suffering from, from that? Well, so she's being, she's not really stating. It sounds like what she's euphemistically referring to as erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually, that is actually a real medical issue because, first of all, there there are treatments for it. As unfortunately, we were are all aware because we've seen all those uh, ridiculous commercials. But And it's common, right? I mean, it's fairly common for men it's pretty common. and women, I guess, it's right? Minus the but I will say <laughs> that one of the things that I think people don't necessarily appreciate is that for men, it can be a harbinger of other medical issues for them, um, specifically heart disease, cardiovascular disease, because Whoa. the blood vessels in the penis are smaller and more sensitive. And so 
you know, somebody, I'm guessing if this is a guy who doesn't want to talk about stuff, maybe a guy who also doesn't go to the doctor, which is kind of just a, a guy. Like, guys don't like to go to the doctor. Well, when, I think and, I think for that kind of issue, too, to be like, hey, I, you know, my, my totally. can't get hard or, you know, I can't, like, super, that's got to be, sorry, embarrassing, And it's, it, people are ashamed. But, you know, these physicians, this is like what, this is what physicians are trained to deal with. But maybe if this person understood also that this might be, there might be an underlying medical issue that needs to be addressed here and that this is an opportunity for him to regain health. And, and then, I mean, there's a, this, is, this is a big issue in a relationship. Like, and not just because of the sexual component, but because you've got to be able to talk about stuff that's uncomfortable. I mean, you just have to. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like their communication needs to get a little bit more on par, but I think also, um, you know, something to look into too. I think, you know, this isn't again, a medical question, a a medical question for you, Suzanne, but is, you know, sometimes some of the side effects on these depressants in anxiety medicines is lack of totally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I know nothing about this guy's medical history. I don't, he's he's older. I don't know how old, you know, I don't know what else is going on here. So what are the effects? Of antidepressants well, I mean, and I'll anti-anxiety say, medication. I'll just say for me, like when I was on Zoloft for three years, I uh-huh. could not have right. an orgasm at all. Yeah. So, and, you know, you understand I'm a gynecologist, so I don't have all the boy part. You know, I don't know about all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I know for women, for sure, that that's a big thing. Also, loss of libido is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And loss of libido can occur for men and women on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. But, of course, mood disorders also will diminish libido for a lot of people. So it's a complicated issue. But the thing that's really important for people to understand is that it's absolutely workable and doable if you're willing to come forward kind of get rid of that shame, partner with, with care providers that are going to be caring and understanding and knowledgeable. There's no reason this can't be addressed. So there are so many other things here that I just don't know enough about this person to. Right. To and, and at this point, like I'm about. speaking kind of more just, um, in general, general. not about, yeah, in yeah, general, just about like sure. if anyone else is having these issues, like, you know, be open minded to going to talk to a medical professional because there are there can be actual reasons why something isn't why why it's not working for for either the the woman or the man, and it could be because yeah, of maybe but, medicines you know, let me, are taking. Let me say this: this is actually very important because you know people don't come by this um, shame for no reason, and the reality is that a lot of my colleagues are not very well trained in sexual medicine, and it is an area that is sorely missing in our education. I happen to be trained in sexual medicine, and not just because I'm a gynecologist, because most of the stuff I did after my my training and my board certification, but there are organizations devoted to specifically sexual health for men and women. And so, you know, people need to understand that if they're getting dismissed or feeling ashamed in their interactions with their doctors or nurses or whatever, there are other docs out there that do know how to treat this. And there are a lot of resources online. There's also great, you know, sex therapists are great resources for people. I know that sounds so like weird and creepy, but they're amazing. And they frequently will have great relationships with physicians that are well-trained in the subject. All doctors are not created equal when it comes to sex. That's not true. And Dr. Suzanne, what exactly happens when you go see a sex therapist? Well, uh, you'd have to see a sex therapist. I haven't seen one, but generally what they would do is take a careful history just like any of us would. Mm-hmm. 
and find out exactly what's going on. Because what, one of the things that they can help unwind is how much of this appears to be organic, physiologic, biologic, and more going to be treated from the medical side, and how much of this is, you know, a mind-body situation. Because sex, to me, I always tell people sex is like the ultimate mind-body experience where really you, the mind and body are joined. And so if the mind is overworking, you know, then the body's not going to work. And so mm. if there is, you know, not, it doesn't even have to be like a trauma, but if there's a story you're telling yourself or there's anxiety or mood disorder or relationship problems or shame or stress, any of these things can also enter into the relationship. So I think the first thing that would happen with that, you'd have to kind of unwind which of those is going on. And then from there, they have their modalities, whether it's talk therapy, experiential with couples working together to be more exploratory, playful, um, open-minded, you know, there are toys that can be used, there are supplements that can be used, there are, you know, all, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, but I think we as a society are both obsessed with sex and like completely misunderstand it and um, are unaware, like women don't, you know, I can just speak for women, women frequently don't even know what their body parts are. Yeah, or have True. never no. explored it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have friends in their 30s that have never, never. masturbated, never don't know what things are or how to even orgasm by themselves. Right. Exactly. And if you can't do that, I don't know how you're going to work with a partner in order to achieve intimacy in that arena. Exactly. It requires so much bravery to be intimate. That's like the scariest, hardest thing in the world. So a professional can help create a safe environment in which to explore that Yeah. so that it's not so scary and that it is something that, you know, people can do on their own with each other, whatever. So that's an awesome resource for people and not well understood. I think people, you know, you put the word sex in front of anything and it's both titillating and, and also like turn, it turns people off. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need that. You know, yeah. that. you're right. It's a very taboo topic. It is. People yeah. are afraid yeah. to talk about it. So for Lena, look, yeah. I'm just going to say, don't, don't cheat. That's not the, that's not the way to, to oh go God, to get what so you want. <laughs> Um, but try to talk to your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Try to talk to your, your husband, your relationship partner. And, um, you know, there are options and hopefully he's willing, tell him what you need. And this is what would be helpful for you because you're at a point, you're at a breaking point for yourself and say, you know, can, can we please sit down with someone, either a sex therapist or a therapist or, you know, let's go to, and she can get some help for herself. Exactly. You know, we are not on this planet to fix other people as much as we really want to make them exactly the way we want them to be. Mm -hmm. That doesn't usually work very well. Exactly. And they they may need to find a compromise. Yeah. They both have to work together yeah. because she did say in yeah. the email that he's older and she's younger. Mm-hmm. So they may just be at different points in their sexuality, which is totally. And there's other things you can do that don't involve the penis that way. You know what I mean? Right. So, but this is going to they're going to have to talk. I agree. So Mark, maybe that's second where email. They need help. We, we wrap her. We're good. Oh, her. OK. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Susan, thank you so much. You are, you're very, where are you a gynecologist, by the way? I'm in LA. I'm in Beverly Hills. Oh, which practice? It's called Women's Care of Beverly Hills. Oh, I see Jay Goldberg. Ah, of course you do. I knew when you asked that, I'm like, you're going to be in my practice. Yeah, I totally. I do want to be obnoxious, but I'm like, everybody is our patient. No, you guys are the best. So if my LA listeners definitely go to them. Um, yeah, oh, yeah you guys are awesome. Yay. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. Thank you, Dr. Suzanne. See you soon. You're so welcome. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. We have one more doctor on the line. 
in one more email. But first, I want to tell you about Lightstream. So for my lovely listeners out there that are feeling overwhelmed by their credit card debt, honey, um, you can consolidate your loans right now with Lightstream. It rewards consumers who have good credit with a great interest rate and no fees. Do you have good credit? I have superb credit. (laughs) (laughs) Today. Today. (laughs) You can get a credit card consolidation loan from 5.49% APR with AutoPay. And you could save thousands of dollars in interest. And application is 100% online. You can even get your funds as soon as today, which I think Mm. is fantastic. So my listeners get an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates, which is huge. The only way to get this discount, though, is to go to lightstream.com slash Jana. Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Jana. I can handle this next part if you'd like. Oh, please. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount, available <laughs> only when you select auto pay prior to loan funding. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit Lightstream.com for important information about limits on Lightstream loans and same-day funding. Give it up for Mark, guys. Thank you. Woo! Woo! Okay, so we have one more medical question, and this is Dr. Sherry on the phone. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Who's this? This is Jana and Jen. Oh, hi. 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 All right, Mark, (laughs) take it away. Okay, this is from Kristen. I'm from Texas and I'm 25 years old. I currently am going through PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and infertility. My sex drive is so low all the time. Is there any advice you can give about how to raise my sex drive or keep my partner involved? I feel like I'm pushing my husband away by not giving him the time of day. Mm. That's a medical question. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is very confusing and complicated and can be very frustrating, especially when you're trying to get pregnant. There's a lot of pressure to get pregnant, uh, and it can be challenging because you're not always ovulating regularly. Can you say what uh, PCOS is? Yeah, so polycystic ovary is a condition that affects probably up to 10% of women, and there are, the ovaries are sort of uh, imbalanced. There's a lopsided of estrogen and testosterone, so as a result, your periods are irregular, sometimes you get excessive hair growth, and you can also have infertility, but irregular periods and not reg- ovulating regularly are going to be very common problems, and, and that's why it's hard getting pregnant. So the couple has a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure to perform, um, and it's no wonder that her sex drive is low because she's probably feeling a little depressed and stressed. Um, but what I would suggest to her, you know, hopefully she's seeing a doctor that's helping to make sure she's ovulating each month. And sometimes you sort of have to push it a little bit when it comes to having sex because you're on a mission. You're on a mission to get pregnant, and that makes it a little more challenging. Right. It's almost like you you have to just have, I mean, if she's doing, infert- she's doing fertility. Well, I don't know. She's doing yeah. fertility. Is she doing, I'm, I'm curious if she's... Doing she, infer- she said she's going through infertility. I'm not okay, sure so means. I mean, technically, oh, yeah. then you know, you you're not then having sex to make a baby. So right. you you almost just need to like just go through the motion almost because yeah, you sort of absolutely, do. Sort of do. which is what suck which sucks, but the, because you know 
you know, you're, you're not feeling good, especially with fertility medicines. That's just, you know, on top of everything else. And then the stress and you're like, well, we're not even having sex for baby. So why even have sex right now? But I mean, you, again, you don't want to push your husband away. So it's almost like, yeah, it's until you can get on the other side of it. It's almost just like going through the motions, which is hard, but yeah. And hopefully there, there's, they're having good communication. I think that's so important uh, because this is the kind of scenario where couples need a little extra TLC and they need to be communicating, you know, their, their issues, their frustration, and, and, and just, you know, what's happening and that it's not your typical way of having a baby. Yeah, and I will say this, too, um, to Kristen. Like, when we were going through IVF, you know, I noticed that I wasn't having sex with Mike a lot, and they almost then just start to feel like they're the baby makers. And it's like, Oh, well you just want us for sex because so you can have a baby. And it's like, then they, then they're not as attracted to really want to have sex with you either because they just feel like they're getting used for sperm. So, you know, when, exactly. when you're using infertility and then it's like, Oh, I don't need the man anymore. It's like, then that really makes them feel like they're not. Yeah. yeah it's wanted. So true. So it's a very stressful time that's not discussed enough with couples going through infertility or any, you know, any problems trying to conceive. So I agree. Special attention needs to be given to the husband, especially. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I want to give a huge thank you to my guest today. We had Cherie Healy. Healy? Okay. All right. I just want to give a huge shout out to all the guests we had on today. Thank you, Sheree Healy. Thank you, Dr. Sherry. Thank you, Dr. Suzanne. I'll see you soon at the office. Um, <laughs> please, please, please email us, Jana Kramer at iHeartMedia.com. And I'm really excited for next week because we have Marissa Jarrett, Winoker, and Raya Wahlberg. It's going to be a great show. Really Talk- fun. Talking to some great ladies. We'll be back next week to wind down. 